The footy fellas are here in Chicago, and we're going clubbing for the holidays. Yup, yup. Welcome to Footy Fellows. All right, in our third and final winter holiday mini-series special edition uh, with the Footy Fellows, we've got footy football fashion trends. So in this episode, the three of us are going to be talking about footballers who pulled it off or who just fell short and couldn't pull it off. Uh, in this fashion episode, we'll be talking uh, everything. No one's safe. No footballer is safe if they've uh, taken a picture, put it online. We've seen it, and we've rated it, and we've picked the best ones and are going to discuss them today with you. Uh, each of us are going to talk about a few that we've picked out and highlighted, uh, comment about what works, what doesn't perhaps, and then at the end, we will compare and contrast and talk about who rocked it the best, who didn't, why, and yeah, should be fun. Should be a good one. Very excited to talk footy fashion because the game's just been getting more and more fashionable or less and less. Curious to hear your both both of your takes. Also, before we get into it, the question on listeners' minds, what qualifies us to be fashion experts? I think we each need to give like a very quick abbreviated resume on why we can even talk footy fashion. Yeah, no, I, I got this. Don't worry about it. No, it's not an issue. Um, for starters, uh, when playing soccer growing up, I I used to double sock. I used to put a sock over my socks. So that already is kind of like, woohoo, fashionista. And occasionally, I don't know if you guys did this. I don't think you would because you would have to have been really cool. I would roll my sock at the top. I'd just like roll it into like a little rolled thing that kind of like oh. a little bundled up as a, as a rolled um, little little. Um, tops there so yeah no i can comfortably say i know what i'm talking about yeah so on the pitch i was also rocking uh shin guards with straps on the back of course had to do it very do nice. it to them very nice wore those till i was too old uh and then i'm also rocking used to rock uh, most people would wear flip-flops before games after games with their socks i'd be wearing uh keens I'd be wearing the full-on strap with straps <laughs> and socks. Uh, and so I am very much certified to rank these footballer fashion. You wore Keens? Y- yes. Uh, I did. I sure did. <laughs> the toe sandals. I have no idea what Keens are. They're toe sandals? They're That's slight. how high fashion it is. It's really... Yeah, you don't even know. underground, black market type yeah. fashion. Yeah, it's extremely illegal. It's made out of ivory. <laughs> the first the first thing that comes up when you search them is water shoes. Do they have versions that aren't water shoes, or that's it? They're made to be a water shoe. Those are what I'm thinking with the closed toe. But he's he's also citing ones with the. I was I was rocking closed toe, and I had um, uh, like Tiva kind of Tiva type. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Tivas as well as Keens. I rock them both. God, you swap them out. Influencer. I really can't knock you to be honest because I have, I'm the least qualified in this conversation. The only thing on my resume would be that I grew a playoff beard out twice in high school when we went pretty far and in college when we went far so that was more of a which you could argue facial hair statement 
could be on one of our lists. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But clothing-wise, equipment-wise, I very much was was straight-laced with my cleats and straight-socked with my socks. Nailed it. Lovely. All right, Jones is going to start us off uh, in the fashion uh, trends. Uh, so the tough thing about rating fashion on a podcast is the lack of visuals. So there may be some accompanying visuals that we'll put on the, the old gram. Um, I will do my best to explain the things that I'm talking about. And I hope that if I bring up any topics or any options here that you guys have also chosen because you guys have good taste. And I, maybe you would have said, yeah, of course this is iconic. Um, first place I'm going to start is the Nigerian national team jersey. Uh, I hope that I hope that that's not a surprise to you guys. Um, I feel like this jersey was fuego. That means fire in uh, Spanish. Um, it also came with you know a whole other line of clothing and and brand stuff that they kind of blew out. But it was um, it was an homage to an older jersey. So not only does it have the historical um, feel to it, it's also just straight up fly AF. <laughs> Those jerseys sold out insanely quick and i'm chiming in because it was also on my list it was a it was a cultural revolution when they came out they were selling out all of their merch so fast and it became the hot item right around that 2018 world cup exactly exactly um so that's my that's my first thing i submit i'm glad that we're on the, on the same page on that one um the next one i'm submitting is uh is when david beckham uh had cornrows um, I think that was an iconic moment in fashion, soccer fashion, where he said to the world, I am I am Beckham, I am bigger than you, this looks horrible, and I don't give a hootenanny. He, um, he redefined what it meant to say, I'm a white guy who doesn't care. And, uh, and was he, it controversial when that happened? You know, I, in the, in, so this was in 2003. So this was uh, before I think the internet was super super um, you know relevant, um, and he uh, and he may have evaded some criticism. Uh, I think he pulls it off enough where you're you're more like you know what, okay, like fine, I'm okay with that. Sure. He was the biggest athlete uh, in the world at that time. He could do anything, which is a great point. Uh, and when we talk about fashion icons, David Beckham, and just anything that he did generally allowed him. Uh, you know, he, he was given the, the floor. And so when it begets that question of who, who, who influences who, does soccer influence fashion or vice versa, I think Beckham is probably one of the few players in, in the world, regardless of sport, who you can say had an impact. Um, uh, third, I would say, is, uh, is the, the hairdo that is simple and elegant and iconic all at the same time. Uh, we're talking about the mohawk, uh, which was donned by Arturo Vidal, and Merrick Hamsik uh, of Napoli. Both men have played with uh, with with uh, Mohawks their entire careers, and uh, and interestingly enough, here's a fun stat: they've never punctured a ball. I would have assumed <laughs> at one point, going for a header or a jab, they would have eventually popped one. But evidently, balls have uh, been unscathed in their careers. Don't see that hairdo a lot in the uh, the normal people world. So I don't know if that one caught on with the Utes. Do we know if either of them ever dyed the Mohawk? I feel great. like I've seen it, but great question. Double checking. I, I think I think that they have. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, Merrick Hamshik, I think, is a little more reserved, but 
I could see Arturo Vidal definitely throwing a little, some little um, color in there. Yeah, little blonde tips or something like that. I've seen some youngins, some when I've watched youth soccer, one in, in every league, maybe, not every team, in every league, there's one kid with a mohawk. And I wonder if they've inspired a couple of soccer kids. Dicey's point, there's no one outside of soccer or maybe other sports, but. Those, those guys are bald. Uh, you can't see it, Fox. <laughs> Fox, you can't see it, but uh, these mohawks aren't your normal mohawks. It's, it's complete baldness except for the middle strip. That's a unique look. Very true. Very true. The last thing that I want to bring up, and I and I lost the tab for it, so you'll just have to hear me out, is the Nike Mercurial Vapors. Um, these were iconic back in the mid to, to later 2000s. Um, they, uh, oh, that's literally my last search thing. Great. So just like these guys in general, you know what I'm talking about. Mm. These type of cleats. Um, they never worked for me. I have I've flat, fat, wide feet, and these are for narrow little... Uh, Twinkle Toes folk, and I could never pull it off, but I thought they were iconic. They looked cool, and they, they defined cleats for uh, at least a decade in, in my eyes. Um, those are my submissions. I'm eager to hear yours. Very nice. You, you, you can almost, aside from the two hair submissions, you can almost combine all of those into a single player who could rock the, the Jones submission fashion. With You have to decide between the cornrows and the mohawk, but then you got the Nigerian kit... The Vapors, and what was the, the last piece? Vapors, Mohawk, uh, Cornrows. There were just Cornrows. four. Yes, Cornrows so kit. So you, could, you, you choose three of the four. Yeah. And you can rock the Jones. Yeah. Easy. I had a different phase of, diff- of David Beckham's career as one of my fashionable, notable looks, and that was when he came to the LA Galaxy a bit later on in his career, still the same sex god and world icon that he was in his younger days but he had matured he was rocking a look that was probably more acceptable for the time if he went to cornrows in like 2010 it might not have been as cool and he started wearing the headband a lot more because he let the hair grow out he'd the, the blonde hair he'd rock the headband and he was kind of just a really huge name in the mls very attractive obviously still is distinguished english gentleman distinguished mm-hmm. english gentleman and the david beckham headband made it on my list for that reason used to rock a headband back in middle school hey, used hey. to rock a headband when i went to bed because it kept the greasy stuff off my forehead so thank you david beckham you rocked a headband in college too did i squash you play it oh my gosh. squash, <laughs> squash well, boy. i mean you, you got i mean you're playing squash you gotta wear a headband that's how it works <laughs> you learn something new every day didn't know that about my my fella fella Fellow fella, you're a headband wearer. Just got to hit the squash courts, buddy. Secondly, we've got Jack Graylish with uh, the insanely low socks mm. to show off his calves. So I think very few folks can pull off this move, um, but the Jack Graylish, you know, zero shin guard or like the most minuscule <laughs> shin guards ever paired with the socks not even reaching your calves and being like halfway up your shin bone it's very iconically him we're assuming that he's actually putting his socks down on purpose i don't think socks can fit over those ginormous edamame <laughs> fucking calves <laughs> those things are massive i don't know we might be really ragging on him i don't, I don't think they can fit over his calves 
I've never thought about that. That the reason his socks are so low isn't out of style; it's purely out of function. They they cannot seem to overcome the calves, and they aren't. They're, they're, they're they could be a little higher, but they get so demoralized that when they get up, that they just kind of sag <laughs> back down. That's hilarious. Yes, he absolutely has iconic. Uh, like you, when you think Jack Grealish, you think, you know, uh, a ton of thigh and and calf skin and hair, and then like a little sock. Like yep. that's all you have on this guy. A lot yep. of lot. He's a he's a bottom heavy fella. Yes. That I would I would kiss. He seems very attractive too. And by bottom heavy, you mean all the way at the bottom of his body. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, good. Clearing that up. I I did have the Nigeria kit. Love that one. I had one other kit that made my list, which is the recent, more recent kit, even PSG Air Jordan combo deal, which is just a dope jersey and partnership. Because they're both such fashionable brands to begin with. So bringing them together and then putting that, outfitting players like Mbappe, Messi, Neymar, it just makes it even cooler. And so you, you see a lot of, I think it's it's elevated the fashion level of both of those brands somehow for Air Jordan and Nike. Not that they needed it, they're already massive, but being with a huge global footballing team is big. And then for PSG, bringing in Jordan really makes them unique in the football world. Yeah. So it just feels like a hardcore fashion collab. Definitely a big win for Jordan, I think, that comes out of that. Because Jordan, basketball. Now with PSG, soccer world, bigger soccer audience. I think connecting those two is much bigger for that brand. Nike's everywhere. They do everything. Yeah. It's a good point. I buy that. And they've got, yeah, they've they've got a massive team with massive icons there's going to be, you can only imagine what a, you know, Mbappe Jordan jersey will, you know, go for in like seven years or a decade from now. Yeah. Very, very cool, objectively. True. Last, last quick one on my list. It's less fashion the way we've been talking about it, but want to give a shout out to Megan Rapino for her iconic celebrations that I think, there are plenty of celebrations that you could argue transcended sports, but in that World Cup against France with her arms out. I think she was wearing a... Uh, was she wearing a headband at that time? She Not a headband. She just had the pink hair. Mm. She had the pink hair. She's got the arms out. And I think maybe Alex Morgan, someone else broke out the tea, teacup tea celebration. Yeah, yeah. Just like iconic images, less because of the, the fit they were rocking and more just because the pose they struck was so... Uh, you know, you can replicate it yourself and... It was such a talked about moment. The the Sally's a great call. Uh, maybe not fashion, but definitely stuff that. Uh, I mean, the iconic uh, you know move. Uh, do you think about Sue? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ronaldo's on there. Ronaldo yeah, there. there. Totally. Which you know, a little pivot, but you guys saw the video where him he's explaining to the broadcaster he doesn't say S I U Sue. It's C, but his mouth is shaped like an O. <laughs> so it's so weird. <laughs> But whatever. Ronaldo fashion is just no shirt. That's like iconically yeah. Ronaldo point, is yes. being anywhere on anything representing shirtless. any product shirtless. That's Ronaldo. Yes. What, what do you got for us? All right. So I actually took this uh, episode a little bit differently. I love I love where you guys went. It's great. I took footballers and their fashion off the pitch. Nice. Not quite on the pitch. Um, but some of them did bring it to the pitch, which uh, my very first one sure did. And I remember it very well. I was in, it was around the time I was in Spain studying abroad. Might have been the year after, but Messi 
going blonde was uh, as a shock to to myself. I think a lot of the soccer world were like, "What's going on?" Background fun fact to why he went blonde. I saw uh, him say to a newspaper, or whatever he wanted to start from zero. So that means dyeing your hair blonde. He was going through some uh, tax fraud issues, and he also had quit international football with Argentina after they lost in the Copa America final. So he was going through a lot, tough, you know, tough break. So he started over by dyeing his hair blonde. It was cool. I liked it. Sergio Aguero also had some like gray, silver hair around that time. I liked it. You know, soccer players and hair. I'll get to it in a sec, but I think that's where they thrive. Yeah, you've you've changed the blonde hair dye for me going forward. I'm just going to assume someone is going through it anytime <laughs> I see a newly blonde hair dyed friend. Yes. All right, next on the list is uh, Marcus Rashford. Stylish dude. Uh, and actually, he just reaches out to the youth. I mean, he does a lot for, for people uh, in, in England, um, the youth, and he just is just a fashion icon. I think if he wasn't a professional soccer player, he'd be a professional model. He really does look good, and he looks good rocking a bunch of... Uh, Vogue and GQ, fancy, fancy fits. He's got drip. He's got the sauce. Uh, and I think Rashford definitely has some swagger off the field with fashion. Have you seen Rashford's, I think there were some posts, maybe in New York Times or Vogue or something like that, where it's just him shirtless sitting and like, you know, on like a white couch or something. And he's just, he's just chilling there. And he's got his tattoo. Like he's got these, you know, tats on him that just with his physique... And just the, the his just his elegant kind of nature. Him and him and Graylish guys, I'm telling you, the things <laughs> I'd do. Man to man, all right. <laughs> love it, love it. No, very stylish guy. Next one on the list, I've got Pogba, but specifically, he's a very stylish guy. Love what he does with the hair. You know, he brings the flair. He's a very flair-filled guy. But this particular look is his Obi Wan Kenobi look. What? Whoa! So, I've never seen that. <laughs> Fops, it's hard to, uh, to well, it really isn't that hard to describe. He looks kind of like <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi in the sense that he's got, he's got like a cover, a sheet over his head, but it's, it's clothing. It's like a sweater, sweatshirt over his head. It's a, it basically is a sweatshirt, but the hood is massive. very massive. <laughs> and so it's just like a big cape. Um, uh, but he, I think he pulls it off. Pogba can really pull off most things. So he does it, he does it uh, eccentrically. He does it well. The last one on my list, I've got Gareth Bale, uh, who most soccer players are attractive people. It's just a, it's just a fact. I mean, they they're professional. Most most professional athletes are good looking people just because it's what it's what it is. Gareth Bale, a good looking guy. This fit right here is not good. <laughs> this is a bad fit. Not it. This is not it. So Gareth Bale for the Fofs uh, listening. He's stepping out of some nice luxury vehicle, but he's wearing like a shirt that looks like a big bib. And he's got capri jeans. Not a fan. The capri jeans, you can't do it. Bad look. He's got these low top uh, Crocs. Your Crocs. Low top whatever shoe, Converse type shoe. Um, but the trainers, the the look, that's got to be a, a more um, trainer sweatpant type. A jean, that's not a good look. So overall, I would say that the soccer world, hair, the trends that come from the soccer world is hair mostly. Uh, a lot of stylish soccer players, for sure, off the pitch. Um, some, like most athletes nowadays, are doing eccentric, weird things. 
think about the NBA, Russell Westbrook, etc., doing just wonky stuff. It's cool, though, uh, but I don't see most of that eccentric stuff carrying over to the real world where we live. Uh, but hair, hair and soccer go together like chocolate and strawberries. It's a lovely thing. Uh, beautiful. You, you made me think back to another photo of an iconic uh, fashion faux pas. And that's when um, Man United was uh, caught walking. Uh, they, they had some like team lunch or something back in 2005. And, uh, and here's a shot of them. It's uh, John O'Shea and Rio Ferdinand, Wayne Rooney, and Paul Scholes walking back from wherever they were at. And they're wearing just like the baggiest <laughs> clothes in the world. I mean, look at these jeans on them. Oh, my gosh. Just, you know, they're swimming in it. You'd think that they're professional swimmers, but, but really they're... They're, they're, they're just athletes with poor, poor fashion taste following the trends. It's funny how in 2005 that was a thing, these baggy, baggy clothes. And then, like, very quickly, it's now whenever you see photos of them by the paparazzi walking into a thing, it's, the, it's like either a sweatsuit, Form, yep, right, yep. or like a skin-tight. Form-fitting, yeah. Right? It's like, uh, you know, Fox, you may know this too. It's, you know, you watch the NBA draft. Go back to the Kevin Garnett getting <laughs> yeah. drafted, the Shaquille O'Neal, the Kobe Bryant. They, it's like they're twice the size of the, their actual being because the clothing on them is so baggy and they look monstrous. Nowadays, you got these seven-footers, skin-tight pants, nice form-fitted suits. Uh, I, I like the trend that fashion has moved <laughs> away from the big baggy clothes. You were, you were onto something with the hair, hair's relevance and importance in soccer. I remember when they... Uh, Bleacher Report, what was it before Ranks FC? It was like BR Football Ranks. Yeah. Their original podcast, they brought on Pogba's barber. Uh, and I forget what his name was, but he was at A-Star Barbers. Right. And apparently he cut a lot of players' hair. He was their official barber. And there was a story that Pogba brought him to the World Cup, like flew him in you know, on his own dime, obviously, as a, a treat for the French team, where he was just like cutting everyone's hair in the locker room. And introducing him, so it's such a, it's such a big piece of the international game that having your own barber is a status icon, you know, rocking certain things like we they know they're getting photographed everywhere, and so you could become a part of our list based on you know what what fit you're rocking. Next time you guys watch a game, every single player I see out there is lined up. I don't think I've seen a player <laughs> this season in the prem not lined up. It's it's great. They're all. Precision. That night before the barber is get the measuring tape out and <laughs> making it look nice. Rafinha. I'll shout out Rafinha. He even does the eyebrow little uh-huh. slice through. Uh-huh. I like that look. I could not pull that off. Do not make me shave my eyebrow gems, but it's a good it's a good look for him, and I like it. I was looking into. I, I also looked into just random haircut styles and stuff, prepping for this because I was looking at just like most iconic haircuts. There are some wild. Truly wild haircuts that have been done back in the day. Maybe we can do a montage of it another time. But if you just look up, like, I, if you, I'm sure if you looked up other sports, you'd find some crazy stuff too. But soccer in particular, just because of the world nature that you have, you just have some out there ideas. Out there ideas that sometimes land and sometimes very much don't. And that is episode three of our mini holiday series collab edition record playing set uh have a great holiday season and we'll see you next time take it easy take it easy